folks. Uh, we have our guest, a uh, very, very special guest, uh, Diana Shores, is with us. Uh, Diana and her husband, Chris, uh, they are heading up the event that I have spoken to you about today. And we actually, we've been speaking about it all week. Uh, the Commonwealth for Life, the March on Richmond, which is tomorrow morning, uh, 10 a.m. And uh, Diana, welcome to the program. And thank you not only for sharing with our audience, but thank you for what you and Chris uh, are not only doing now, but what you uh, two have uh, uh, a couple of decades of doing. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Craig, for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, this is uh, really what it's all about, what you all are doing and what the thousands. I think, I think there are going to be thousands. There's so much interest in this, that this, yes. is, this is the Christian conservative uh, constitutional coalition uh, literally bringing their Christian faith out of the prayer closet and into the streets. You know, um, Romans reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be Amen. not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yes, yes, that is absolutely right, Brother Craig. And this is about the people of God, the people of the Commonwealth of Virginia saying enough is enough. This rally is about people in our Commonwealth saying that we're tired of being fooled by politicians and their smooth words. We see the end game here. They've been exposed for who they really are. Now we totally understand why Governor Northam received $2 million from Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. We can totally see why Kay Corey right now in the General Assembly has this session introduced a bill that would provide for doctor-assisted suicide. Mm -hmm. Many citizens of the Commonwealth of Virginia don't even know this, and this is the time for us to wake up and Mm -hmm. see that there is an end game here, and and it's not what we want. And you know— a, a few years ago, my grandmother is now 99. She'll be 100 years old this year. And uh, I think it's been about maybe 10 or 11 years ago, uh, she, we thought she had colon cancer. That's what the diagnosis that had been given us. She was in her 80s. So this is about 12 years ago. I think she was 86. And they they told us, literally, I was in the room. I did not hear this secondhand, Diana. They told us to take her home make her comfortable. She's had a good long life. And, you know, this, Mm -hmm. at that time, that was the second opinion, but they've just rushed us out and it just, it didn't feel right. And I insisted on a third opinion. We went to another house. We went to Hanover Memorial. The doctor took the very same photograph of her, put it up, turned the light on. And he said, I can go in there and I can get that thing. And he went in there and it was Mm -hmm. not even cancer. We, hmm. Now, if we had taken her home, she would have died a very uncomfortable death because it was a very large tumor in her colon, but it was not cancerous. And so what you're saying is that not only do they want infanticide and aborticide, but they want end of life uh, to put it in the hands of the doctor, which is what um, Zeke Emanuel wrote an op-ed that he said age 75 is old enough. Did he not? Mm, yes, and that—that's the true agenda here. They—they they want to snatch.
snatch the babies out of the womb, and they want to take grandma too. Yes. And and this this people say, oh, that's extremist ideology. This this is not extremist ideology. They are showing us by this governor, Governor Ralph Northam, by saying that a baby could be born and then lay on a table while someone is making a decision about its life. Right. It, it's it is it is. Um, it's against the things of God. You and I both know that our days are numbered by God. Grandma's yes. days are numbered by God. They're not God numbered has, by Ralph Northam. That's right. Not or or any other delegate putting forth a bill saying that that somebody can make a decision to take Granny out. Mm-hmm. This is the time for us to really see the big picture here, the big agenda. This is a pro death agenda. This is not a pro life agenda. And the people of the Commonwealth are are angry. The people of the, the Commonwealth are shocked by this, and, and they're ready for their voice to be heard. And that's what this rally is about tomorrow at Capitol Square at 10 a.m. You know, I have just been humbled by the number of people that have reached out to us saying, I'm so glad this is happening. It's time for us to do something. Or people being repentant and saying, why have I been looking the other way? Mm-hmm. What can I do? How do I get engaged? And, and at the rally tomorrow, that's what we're hoping that people will walk away with, that they will walk away feeling energized and engaged and, and knowing what, that what they're going to do, what their game plan is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of repentant, has, has one single Democrat delegate repented and said this is wrong? Just one? No. We only have, we only have one delegate who said, oops, I didn't read the bill. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this is what was in the bill. That this that is not justice for the women of the Commonwealth. When you have elected representatives who have a bill that affects the life of a baby and the emotional well-being of a woman, not to mention a physical well-being of a woman, and you haven't even read the bill. Wow. Yeah. 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 Now, tell the audience, because some people will think that we're being... We're we're overreacting that this is just normal politics. But explain to people that, you know, Hitler got elected to power and and that these Dr. Mengele, these are the types of things that they did. So there is there is precedent for this. This is not some conspiracy theory of our imaginations run wild. Right. Right. And if I could just talk a little bit about other other things and tie it tie it in here. So we've got. Um, a governor, and now we have an attorney general um, that have uh, these blackface scandals. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just want to say to the audience here that the same attitudes that dehumanize an individual and generate these racist mindsets, that's the same attitude that dehumanizes a baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. The two go hand in hand. And don't forget Justin Fairfax, the, the you know, the Democrats, they say you have to believe the woman. And that's uh, right. so that's a that's a dehumanization there of 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 us uh, objectifying women for just sex. And Absolutely. so all three of these guys, all all three of them have these issues and all three of them are on board with this aborticide infanticide. I mean, Justin Fairfax worked for Planned Parenthood. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and what we need in our society is not life-destroying measures. Mm. We need life-building measures. Yes. Women of the Commonwealth, 
they want to know what you're going to do for the single moms. What yeah. are we doing for the single moms in our communities? Yeah. What are we doing to empower community and groups and now, churches to help to help single moms and families to succeed in the Commonwealth? Yeah, that's can, the can real you, issue. Here. Can you can you hold over for just a few more minutes on the other side? Yes. Okay, great. And if you're just joining us, we have Diana Shores. We'll take a quick break, folks. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And my special guest is Diana Shores, and uh, she and her husband, Chris, are the organizers of uh, Commonwealth for Life, the March on Richmond, which will occur uh, tomorrow morning in our hometown of Richmond, Virginia. And, uh, and you know, Diana, and thank you again for staying over. Um, uh, today is President Reagan's birthday. And oh, there mm-hmm. was, right. yeah, and, and the, he was a pro-life president and there was a black female doctor. And the, this is for, you know, this is Black History Month. I like to give a, give all these little tidbits out uh, every now and then. But Dr. Jefferson, she was the first woman, uh, black woman to graduate from Harvard Medical School, uh, a physician with 28 honorary degrees, dedicated her life not only to caring for the sick, but uh, exposing the evil of eugenics and the abortion industry. She co-founded the National Right to Life and is credited with bringing Ronald Reagan into the pro-life movement. And it's interesting that these people, these these uh, Democrat politicians, they feign all this false anger at uh, a 35-year-old picture, but uh, Planned Parenthood started out as the Negro Project, and this is what Dr. Jefferson fought, okay? This eugenics, because the founder, uh, Margaret Sanger, uh, said that blacks were like human weeds that need to be exterminated. And so this is the same thing as, literally, it's the same as Hitler uh, trying to have a pure race by not allowing uh, people that they deem are not good enough to to breed that's right and and if you look at new york city for example in new york city most years more black babies are aborted than born yes so her plan is working and if we continue to go down this path in the commonwealth of virginia we are going to be just like new york yeah that's already that's happening in richmond yeah it's it's happening right now and we've got fifteen thousand abortions in virginia every year which doesn't sound like a lot when you're looking at 60 million babies that have been aborted since 1973. But yeah. that's about 15,000 women every year, women of the Commonwealth of Virginia that are hurting, they're desperate, and they're alone, and they're turning to abortion because they feel like there's no other alternative. Yeah. What we need to do is spread the word that there are pregnancy centers all across this Commonwealth where women can go and they can receive love, attention, and mentoring. The fathers can go as well. And pregnancy centers are there to build life, to build to build families. And just kind of to go back to what I was saying earlier, you know, what we have going on right now is a destruction of the family, whether we're talking about euthanasia or par- partial birth abortion or the extremes of infanticide. Mm-hmm. Um and so we need to really start taking a heart check here in the Commonwealth and asking ourselves who we are as a Commonwealth. And, and I think that when most people do that, 
this is not a path that they want to go down. Yeah, yeah. Now, how many pastors have you heard from? Because one of my big issues is pastors will not speak. They, you know, they want to. Pl- I don't know what they're doing, playing it safe, or they don't believe this. Yeah, uh, you know, I know the Barner studies say that one about one third of uh, pastors or uh, students in seminaries, about one third of them do not even believe in the fundamentals of Christianity, uh, namely that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So, you know, it's not surprising that all pastors are not on board, but one would think that there would be literally hundreds and hundreds of pastors uh, calling you. You know, how many pastors are involved? Well, we're hearing from pastors all across the Commonwealth from all different um, denominations. We've got Catholics and Protestants. We've got uh, Baptists and Methodists. We've got all kinds of people from the faith community who are coming forward. But, Brother Craig, you're absolutely right. Um, One of the things that my husband and I uh, work on is getting pastors to begin to start talking to their congregations about these social issues Mm -hmm. that they don't want to talk about. Because if we can't talk about them in the church, then, then where, where can you talk about it? it? Right. That's right. We should be asking ourselves, every time a bill comes before the General Assembly, we should be looking into it, and we should be asking ourselves, what does God's Word say about that bill? Amen. What does God's Word say about that? And so that that is what I think is, is fundamental here with the pastors and the church leaders, yeah. is encouraging them and giving them the tools that they need to educate um, and Thank to empower so people in yes. their congregations to stand mm-hmm. up and to to be active and to do something. Yeah. But but, but thank like you. you said. Yeah, with, and we're thirty seconds. Too. Yeah, we're thirty seconds to the end. So uh, tomorrow, ten o'clock uh, on the Capitol grounds. That's right. We'll see you there. Okay. Thank you so much, and God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. Uh,